<laughs> I'm on here today because I am in disbelief that there are actual clowns that are walking around, especially from what I've been able to witness in the Hebrew community that are actually ministering to messages about black women or Hebrew women not being worth anything in the kingdom. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to get into this. And and let me say this. This is not up for debate. What I say is what I say. And that's what it is. Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by a copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. I am the Oracle 007, and I approve this message. So let the games begin. Shalom or Shalom fam, however you take it, that's how I'm going to give it to you. This is the Oracle 007. And I wanted to kind of bring a little news to the nation before I go into one of the topics that I actually want to talk about. One of these stories I actually ran into on August 18th or so, I think I saw it when it initially came out. And when I tell you, I was completely and deeply disturbed and didn't know what to do because your mind begins to wander and you start wondering if they're doing this, what else in the world are they doing? So I'd come across an article on Google, which led me to a LiveScience.com article on a brain organoid optic eyes. Don't know how many of you saw this. It's extremely disturbing to me because oftentimes when I think about people being in comas or things like that, you kind of wonder, my goodness, not that you want to know personally, what are they thinking being on the inside of their body, not able to move or not able to get out? not able to express themselves or say anything, especially when you ask little questions like, well, you know, if you can hear me wiggle your finger and it looks like it takes so much effort if there's any at all. So I saw this and it disturbed me in that way. I'd read where the scientists had really had recently grown some mini brains and these mini brains had grown a set of optic eyes. Again, if these brains are just able to grow eyes that you've decided to create it with create within a lab, what in the world else is happening? What else are you all doing? What are you thinking? I feel like we are in a day and time, you know, where the scriptures tell us 
that in the last days, just like in the days of Noah, you know, that people were going to be doing what they were doing then. And then it wasn't just people. There were also the angels or the Nephilim, the fallen and how the fallen angels were teaching people how to divide and do certain things to DNA and they were creating new beasts and destroying those beasts. I feel like we're in that time and we are on the island of Dr. Moreau. Is it just me? Am I the only one who remembers that? Am I just that old? But anyway, I had to put that piece of information out there. So if you ever get an opportunity, go to livescience.com. The article, of course, is from August 18th. And it looks like since then, they're starting to find out that the optic eyes are now light sensitive. And I'm wondering what in the world is this organoid thinking right now, especially because it is a brain. All righty then. Also, you know, not that everybody always has to bow down to us. I was just wondering if anyone managed to take notice of the new Levi commercial that features Jaden Smith and all the other young people that are associated with cultural change. Did anyone notice that all of those included in the commercial, there was not one black woman. And I've kind of noticed these things even when it appears that black women are contributing so much to a number of things. So as often happens, when you see sports, college sports teams and other promotionals that come up, they'll show more than one black man, numerous white women, some white men, barely any black women to show their butts by putting their foot on the track and field or anything else otherwise basketball anything but to the marketing teams who put these things together i personally just want to let you know that we are noticing it and hmm, well 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 i brought that matter up because i personally know from seeing other promotionals newscasts and other things like that there are young black women who are very well connected to the climate change and although often left out removed and shut out despite their commitment to the betterment of the earth, this commercial took me back when in 2020, uh, black environmentalist Vanessa Nakati was cropped or removed out of a picture, erased from a photo with other white female climate activists. And it was the same thing that I saw here, but in a fast moving commercial. So to Vanessa Nakati, and I'm hoping that I'm saying her name correctly and other sisters like her, I want you to know that we see you and we honor you. And even when uh, Levi and the world wanna act like you don't exist, I wanna give you this information that I've gathered from an article, from simple, simple articles on echo, I'm sorry, on ecologycenter.org. And that features 11 black climate activists you should know and support. And those are not just black women. So I just wanted to make sure that you had that information. These sisters and brothers are doing amazing things, but I wanted to concentrate on the three younger women. This article will be posted in the link. And one of them was Leah Thomas, who is an echo communicator, passionate about environmentalist advocacy and exploring the relationships 
between social justice and environmentalism. She founded Echo Lifestyles Blogs, Green Girl Leia, and the Greens Girl Company. So the Intersectional Environmentalist IE platform. So she's done all of those. There's another woman, Anaya Butler, is a part of the Youth Climate Action Group that amplifies the voices of people of color and stands up for environmentalist environmental justice. She's helped to organize climate strikes with tens of thousands of attendees. She also empowers young people by equipping them with the tools of environmental literacy to ensure that knowledge and skills are passed on to future generations for a more equitable and sustainable future. You go ahead, girls. And um, let's see. One more. I like Outdoor Afro. The nation's leading cutting edge network that celebrates and inspires black connections and leaderships with nature. We are a national not-for-profit organization with leadership networks in the country, more than 100 leaders in 56 cities and around the countries. So please, please, please take a look at this information. And again, if I can get back to that piece that I had recorded the ecologycenter.org. There are these black environmentalists that you definitely want to get to know. And I think there's much to be said for black young ladies being left out, even though you're showing brown people for the black women that I had been seeing over the course of some time, not being in that Levi commercial spoke to a lot. Alrighty then. I'm going to get into a story. I have so many in the Hebrew community that I've absolutely fallen in love with. Some of them have brought me from the very beginning and have now led me to this particular place. Now, I have to say that Whether I agree with them wholeheartedly or not, I do love and I respect each and every one of these people, but I'm so grateful for them and I have to give them their shout outs. Um, My favorite brother, really, Keijuda Show, I want to thank him so much because they do not permit for any disrespect of the ladies and the women any of us on their platform at all if you try it you will get dealt with so i love that very much Um, one said brother tca from overseas love him thoughts camera action him and mrs tca and i can tell he's bringing up the babies in the same way this brother is filled with so much information and knowledge and He just comes with the truth. If he's done anything wrong, he's going to turn right back around, just like the K. Judah show and apologize for it. Um, My auntie and uncle, um, uh, Deborah and the Watchmen, wonderful people. Uh, Big Levi, uh, Issachar, uh, Jacoba, Shonda at large, you know, it, it, And I have to say this, Big Judah, again, whether or not I agree with all of the information that is brought is up to me, but I have to say 
these brothers and sisters have been very instrumental in getting me to where I am. As it pertains to Abdullah C.R., brother, um, Big Levi, you know, you're just catching them on videos ever so often in this sweet, sweet, sweet way, including Deborion, Watchman, and TCA, all of you, K. Judah, love the way they talk to their children, love the way they will speak and engage with other brothers and sisters, but not only that, it's the way that they're actually speaking with their family. People don't know. All of that is being taken into account. And I have to say, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. To see the way they speak to one another is a beautiful thing that shows that there can be love and not one of us has to be oppressed or up underneath the other one, which is going to be the subject of these shenanigans today. <laughs> it's just so much foolishness for this. I pray that any woman out there under the sound of my voice that is hearing this message never fall prey to anybody, any camp, any man who is ever telling you that you have no worth whatsoever in the kingdom because this is not true. And this is probably just going to be on part one in which I'm speaking of Abraham because there's so much and I hadn't even taken it back to the extreme beginning, but I did want to get into Jasher chapter 20 and let's start here because I believe this is after the entire situation with Lot and his two daughters after Abraham had gotten done or Avram had gotten done dealing with that mess and assisting them with getting out. So this time, let's get to chapter 20. And at the time that Abraham journeyed from the plain of Mamre and he went into the land of Pelishetun, he dwelt in Gerar and it was the 25th year of Abraham's being in the land of Canaan. And the hundredth year of the life of Abraham that he had come to Gerar in the land of Pelishetim. And when they entered into the land, he said to Sarah, his woman, say you are my sister to anyone that shall ask you in order that we may escape the evil of the inhabitants of the land. And as Abraham was dwelling in the land of Pelishetim, the servants of Avimelech, king of Pelishetim, saw that Sarah was exceedingly beautiful. And they asked Abraham concerning her, and he said, she is my sister. Now, I don't remember if this is at the point where Sarah is like 90 years old and somebody's still saying, you're exceedingly beautiful. I love this. Ladies, let us always keep ourselves together. I do remember when I was in the church world, hearing one of the pastors saying, you know, your beauty is kind of like your passport. And that's for both men and women. But for me, my thing is you just don't want to be beautiful and don't have any type of, you know, 
anything going on on the inside, no talent, no skill, nothing, nothing within you. You're just beautiful, but you look into your eyes and it's empty. I think that that's a wonderful thing that she would be this old and they would still be able to say that. So let's get back to verse three, where it was saying, he says, he said, she is my sister. And in verse four, the servants of Avimelech went to Avimelech saying, a man from the land of Canaan has come to dwell in the land and he has a sister that is exceeding fair. And Avimelech heard the words of his servants and praised who praised Sarah unto him. And Avimelech sent his officers and they brought Sarah to the king. And Sarah came to the house of Avimelech. And the king saw that Sarah was beautiful and she pleased him exceedingly. And he approached her and said to her, What is that man to you with whom you did come to our land? Hmm. That was some wisdom. Why did he ask after they had already told him? And he asked again. And Sarah answered and said, He is my brother. We came from the land of Canaan to dwell wherever we could find a place. And Avimelech said to Sarah, Listen to this, ladies. Behold, my land is before you. Place your brother in any part of this land that pleases you. See, we can't just be out here looking all kind of ways and don't have anything going for ourselves. The king said this to her. Place your brother in any part of this land that pleases you. And it will be our duty to exalt and elevate him above all the people of the land since he is your brother. Mm -hmm. You heard that. They didn't do it for Abraham. They did it for Sarah because he was her brother. Gave her the choice land again. And I will repeat, don't ever let any man or anybody make you think that you have nothing to add to the kingdom, even if it is your beauty alone. Okay. Even the point to where he said, after that place, you know, your brother in any part of the land that pleases you. And they also said, it'll be our duty to exalt and elevate him above all the people of the land since he is your brother. This is why when I hear the shenanigans, the idiocy, of anybody even believing anything like this, that you have nothing to add to the kingdom, please let us think again. And Avimelech sent for Abraham. And Abraham came to Avimelech. And Avimelech said to Abraham, Behold, I have given orders that you shall be honored as you desire on account of your sister Sarah. 
And Abraham went forth from the king, and the king's presence followed him. Mm -hmm. As at the evening time before men lie down to rest, the king was sitting upon his throne, and a deep sleep fell upon him. And he lay upon the throne and slept till morning. And he dreamed that an angel of Yahuwah came to him with a drawn sword in his hand. And the angel stood over Avimelech and wished to slay him with the sword. And the king was terrified in his dream and said to the angel, And what have I sinned against you that you come to slay me with his sword? And let's see what the angel says. Again, we are still in chapter 20 and now we are in verse 14. And the angel answered and said to Avimelech, Behold, you die on account of the woman which you did yesternight. Bring to your house, for she is a married woman, the woman of Abraham who came to your house. Now, therefore, return that man his woman, for she is his woman. And should you not return her, know that you will surely die, you and all belonging to you. Mm -hmm. That goes to show you right there in that verse that when you hear these nonsensical idiots telling you that they can just have you rape you or whatever, have access to your body and etc. They cannot just do that. The angel said, this woman is a married woman. She is his woman. Okay. She belongs to him and you better return her or else there's going to be hell to pay. Because if you don't return her, he said, should you not return her, know that you will surely die, you and all belonging to you. We have got to stop this belief that these people or men or anybody who is believing this, inclusive of the women, are just going to be able to get away with this. At this point, any woman that's believing this is going to be known as a silly woman, a dumb woman. Uh, stupid. I have some choice words that I used to hear my father say, and he will still say it. And it's still pretty funny to me, but it's not about how he hates dumb women. And that is something to know. So any woman that's sitting here believing that you will just be able to do these things to them and get away with it, apparently the scriptures say not so. So I'm not certain as to where they're getting this mess from, but this is an absolutely no, no. So let's go a little further. Let's get to again, chapter 20. We're in verse 15 now. And on that night, this is after the angel has spoken to him in the dream. He's spoken to him in the dream. People who think that dreams do not matter you might want to think again because what happened to Job actually began in a dream that terrified him so much to the point where he had to say, the thing that I feared has feared the most has come upon me. 
Okay, that started in a dream. So here we are, King Avimelech is dreaming. And yet this is what is happening that night going on outside the spiritual realm, in the physical realm. On that night, there was a great outcry in the land of Polishitim, and then the inhabitants of the land saw the figure of a man standing with a drawn sword in his hand, and he smote the inhabitants of the land with the sword, yea, he continued to smite them. And the angel of Yahuwah smote the whole land of Polishitim on that night, and there was a great confusion on that night. The following morning, every womb was closed and their issues in their hand of Yahuwah was upon them on account of Sarah, the woman of Abraham, who Avimelech had taken. He didn't return her fast enough for me. And apparently not for Yah. He was dreaming. And he was in a deep sleep. And just to show him something, this is all occurring in the physical realm while he was asleep, dreaming about it. In verse 18, and in the morning, Avimelech rose with terror and confusion and with a great dread. And he sent and had his servants called in. And he relayed his dreams to them. Then the people were greatly afraid. And one man standing amongst the servants of the king answered the king saying, O sovereign king, restore this woman to her man. For he is her man. The like happened to the king of Mitzrayim when this man came to Mitzrayim. So, this servant is now relaying a story where this has all happened before over this woman and a king of Mitzrayim, because that was known as Egypt, is a pharaoh. So a pharaoh apparently decided he was going to go for Sarah and the same thing happened again, even though. The Most High had much love for Abraham. He still had much respect for that woman, for Sarah, to protect her being a married woman, not to go against the vows and the promises. Okay. He said the same thing happened to the king of Mitzrayim when this man came to Mitzrayim and he said concerning his woman, she is my sister for such is his manner of doing when he comes to dwell in the land for which he is a stranger. And the Pharaoh sent and took this woman for a woman and Yahuwah brought upon him grievous plagues until he returned the woman to her man. You're going to sit here and tell me you have no worth in the kingdom, woman. The Most High loves you just this much to keep you protected. Just to keep you protected. Now, therefore, our sovereign king, know what happened yesterday 
or I'm sorry, yesternight in the whole land. For there was a very great consternation and great pain and lamentation. And we know that it was on account of the woman which you did take. Now, therefore, restore this woman to her man, lest it befall on us as it did to Pharaoh, the king of Mitzrayim and his subjects, and that we may not die. And Avimelech hastened and called and had Sarah called for, and she came before him. And he had Abraham called for, and he came before him. And Avimelech said to them, what is this work you have been doing and saying that you are brother and sister? And I took this woman for a woman. And Abraham said, because I thought I would suffer death on account of my woman. Hmm. And Avimelech took flocks and herds and men servants and maidservants and houses and a thousand pieces of silver. And he gave them to Abraham. He returned Sarah to him. And Avimelech said to Abraham, Behold, the whole land is before you. Dwell in it wherever you shall choose. And Abraham said to Sarah his woman, I'm sorry, and Abraham and Sarah his woman went forth from the king's presence with honor and respect. And they dwelt in the land, even in Gerar. So this has happened before. And each time, Abraham seems to gain honor and respect along with wealth and riches from the kings of the land because of the beauty of this woman. And so somebody please tell me why are we listening to these clowns in the Hebrew community who are sitting here telling you that women have no worth in the kingdom. You know what? Let's let that sink in. I'll give you a minute. I'll wait. Shout out to PBM vegetables and junk food. I love this brother. He weighs everything with a true and sincere balance, not necessarily a part of the Hebrew community, but I have to tell him thank you because he had actually put out a video and it was so bizarre. You're not only listening to brothers in the camp, red pillars, uh, MGTOW and etc. how they all seem to have the same frame of mind, the same thoughts. And one of them just came out and clearly said how these bitches need to be oppressed. Excuse my French. Imagine hearing that piece of information from a black man as you are climbing the ladder that you need to be oppressed. The sad thing to me is when you don't want to love your woman and you don't want to love your children, and then you want to complain that there are companies that are coming along, uh, giving to black women and you're thinking 
hey, they're using our women against us. And if these women had any sense, they'll take that money and they'll give it to us. No, no, no. If you had any sense, you'd learn how to work together with your women and your community. Imagine the immense amount of wealth that could have been in our communities if you felt like some white man was using a black woman against you. And just like what happened here in the case of Sarah, that she's being elevated, but she was with Abraham. And the beauty of it was, they blessed her. They blessed Abraham because of her and told her to take her choice line. And together, again, together, they grew in not only wealth and prosperity in the land, they grew in honor. I swear, it just seems like some of our people are not going to get it. But anyway, this was just part one. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you seek more to know that women do play a part in the kingdom. Do not listen to these clowns on the street, the sexually depressed and who are deciding that they need to have access to your body. However, they don't want to respect you and they feel like you really don't play a big part. It just sounds so stupid to me to even hear something like that, that they think they can make this world on their own. Yes, it is a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl, because this is the porthole that you actually have to come through. This is the building. When I saw how much Yitzhak or Isaac loved his mother, how Abraham had to sit here and actually work on helping his son to get through this by finding him not another man to help him get over the death of his mother. He went and secured him a wife, a woman. When are you clowns going to wake up from this silly dream that you have of a world of just men? Women don't have that dream. That dream that's happening there in Wonder Women, where they're able to take care of themselves and run everything and find you're only needed for procreation if you would actually have something to bring to the table, something to truly say, some something where you didn't allow for this kind of disrespect where you stepped back in and protected your communities and made sure that they were not only not dangerous for women and children, but they were not dangerous for your brethren as well. Then you will see that this crazy cocky mindset is going to lead you to nowhere. Anyway, this is the Oracle 007. I want to thank you all for spending some time with me. I want to thank you because I didn't want to waste your time, but we will be coming through with a part two 
And I just want to give you peace and blessings for the week ahead. Keep that going, ladies. You have worth in this kingdom. Shalom.